The Blaze Radio Network. On demand. Prepare yourself to ingest current events, pop culture, and politics with a side of Latin flair. Vices. I don't have to show you any stinking vices. This is the Chris Salcedo Show on the Blaze Radio Network. You guys are focused uh, on a meeting that Don Jr. had no consequence uh, when the Democrats actually colluded with a foreign government like Ukraine. The Democrat-linked firm Fusion GPS actually took money from the Russian government while it created the phony dossier that's been the basis for all of the Russia scandal fake news. And if you want to talk further about a relationship with Russia, look no further than the Clintons, as we've said time and time again. Bill Clinton was paid half a million dollars to give a speech to a Russian bank and was personally thanked by Putin for it. Hillary Clinton allowed one-fifth of America's uranium to reserve to be sold to a Russian firm whose investors were Clinton Foundation donors, and the Clinton campaign chairman's brother lobbied against sanctions on Russia's largest bank and failed to report it. If you guys want to talk about having relations, which you seem obsessed with doing, look no further than there. If you want to talk about somebody who's actually been tough on Russia, look at President Trump. He wants more fracking, more coal, more energy, a stronger military, a stronger defense. Those things aren't good for Russia. I think the distinctions are very clear, and you guys want to create a narrative that just doesn't exist. Uh, That's what we call being taken to the woodshed, ladies and gentlemen, the basket of bias press. It was pointed out to them all of their duplicity, all of their double standards. And you heard that individual shouting in the background, and I kind of wrapped up last hour with this, and I wanted to expand on this. But Hillary Clinton isn't president! Much to the chagrin of many people in that room. But the assumption there is, is that the press was just as eager to report on everything that Sarah Huckabee Sanders just uh, expounded on as they are to go after rumors with Donald Trump. And it's just not true. None of this stuff was brought up by the basket of bias press during the time of Obama, during Hillary Clinton's time. They buried it. They didn't hit, it wasn't, Drumbeat story after drumbeat story. And and you know what, folks? We've got documentation. We've got proof of those things. We've got bank records of those things. It what's what astonishes me is that there is a there is proof and there is documentation of all manner of awful things being done during the era of Obama. And the press ignored it. But we have nothing but speculation uh, on on the whole Trump Russia deal, and it's fueled the news cycle for the for almost a year now. And we brought this point up yesterday when we criticized Barack Obama. It was over policy that was harming Americans. Let's just say that that whatever that what is the latest one they're on. Obstruction of justice, obstruction of justice, which is it'll never be proven because it can't be. It can't be proven in this case. Let's just say, but let's say for argument's sake that obstruction of justice against Donald Trump is proven when he fired Comey. What 
How does that benefit your life? It doesn't. It seems all the stuff that could benefit your life, the rising economy, that, by the way, we're talking to Maria Bartiromo tomorrow uh, from Fox News, uh, formerly known as the Money Honey. She will be on to talk about the much ignored and much improving economic situation in these United States. Why is it being ignored? Because that would help out Donald Trump. And the press doesn't do that. Now, it would be all the talk if this was happening during the era of Obama. And all the scandals would be pushed aside. But right now, it seems the press is focused on creating scandal with the express purpose of diminishing the efficacy and the ability of this president to get his agenda going. And there's lots of help, nearly exclusively Democrats, and yes, even some Republicans, helping out in this endeavor. So when Sarah Huckabee points out the, to the press, look at all the stuff you're ignoring in pursuit of fabricating something that there is no proof. After a year and a half, there is no proof. Well, year. Let's call it a year of FBI investigation. And less time than that, the press has really been earnestly uh, taking this narrative seriously after Hillary Clinton introduced it after she lost. As some sort of explainer as to why she lost. Don't forget, ladies and gentlemen, the origin of the term fake news. Do not forget where it came from. It came from extremist left-wingers trying to explain that it was fake news on Facebook and social media that was responsible for putting Trump in the White House. That's where the term came from. Then Donald Trump masterfully took the term and started applying it to CNN and to the New York Times and to the Washington Post. Now all of a sudden they don't want to use it anymore because he was successful at stapling it to their foreheads. And the reason why they take it so seriously is they know it has a ring of truth. More than a ring of truth. Uh, Fox News Channel's Catherine Herridge reporting uh, a little over a week ago about the tide turning on Democrats and the Russia hysteria. It seems nope, nobody's interested anymore. And she's saying in her reporting, this may be what led up to the Democrats finally coming out and trying to repackage all of their socialism into this, this so-called New Deal, which is basically old repackaged crap they normally try to shove down our throats. But listen to this report. If we're going to get to the bottom of this, we need to investigate the whole story. It includes looking at serious allegations of foreign influence over the Clinton, Clinton campaign. Reading from a prepared statement, the committee chairman highlighted a perceived double standard, citing then-Secretary of State Clinton and Sidney Blumenthal, her close confidant. If the Justice Department thought Mr. Blumenthal's activities on behalf of foreign interests did not require registration, it should simply say so. Uh, of course, Sid Blumenthal, you guys remember that? The, the man that was so contemptible, so much of a weasel that not even Barack Obama wanted him around, his administration. So he forbade Hillary to have him on and to make him a part of her circle. She did it anyway. Remember, that's 
a lot of these emails that she tried to delete that they found had Sid Blumenthal on them, where she, she was sharing classified information with Sid Blumenthal, who didn't have a security clearance. He was, he was forbade from being in the Obama administration. Sid Blumenthal, real. Well, the reason why Obama d- disliked him was because he was the one that came up with the whole birth certificate angle. That was, that was hatched by, by Sid Blumenthal. And Team Obama never forgave Hillary or him for that. And Grassley drew connections between the Russian lawyer who spearheaded the 2016 Trump Tower meeting with Manafort and Donald Trump Jr. and Fusion GPS, the U.S. opposition research firm behind the unverified anti-Trump dossier. Knowing exactly who is acting on behalf of the Russian government is vital. And the testimony of a key witness and critic of Russian corruption has been put off until tomorrow. And based on his prepared remarks, Bill Browder will connect the dots between Fusion GPS, the Russian lawyer at the 2016 Trump Tower meeting, and smear campaigns by Moscow. Wow. So what she, basically what she's getting at is that if you want to find Russia collusion, and this, this goes right into what Sarah Huckabee was talking about, you, want, you really want to talk about Russia collusion? Let's talk about Fusion GPS. The Russian lawyer, who the Democrats are saying was a puppet of Vladimir Putin, who was, she was associated and affiliated with Fusion GPS. Who is responsible for Fusion GPS? The Democrats. They have a working relationship with Fusion GPS. It was that shady organization that came up with the, the discredited and fake Trump dossier. The Democrats have their fingerprints all over it. So finally, the Republicans are waking up and saying, wait a minute, why are we on defense here? Let's start investigating the Russia ties that Democrats have. You know what? This reminds me. I had a rant. This must have been at the beginning of the, of the Trump administration. If I'll, in the break, I'll look it up. I'll see if I can find it. But basically, I said this, Democrats, you want to go down this road? Let's go. Because I know that the Democrat Party has been colluding with America's enemies for a long time. Soviet Union and the Russians included. You really want to expose this? I'm all for it. Because I know it's going to expose you. Back in a minute, the Chris Salcedo Show, right here on The Blaze. Dismantling liberal ideology, one issue at a time. This is The Chris Salcedo Show, The Blaze Radio Network. The Chris Salcedo Show. On the Blaze Radio Network. Yeah, this must have been, folks, this must have been oh, just after after this whole Russia, 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 Russia thing started. And this was a, this this is what I was saying that the, the Republicans should have done. Well, what are we in? Eighth month? Eight months ago. Let's, um, let's go down a, a trip down memory lane, shall we? Resident Obama in a off- 
well, it was supposed to be an off-mic conversation, ended up being a hot-mic conversation, promised Dmitry Medvedev if he would convey this message to incoming President Vladimir Putin that he would have more flexibility once he was re-elected. Now, the inquisitive press, well, they're inquisitive now. They weren't inquisitive back then. They let this go. But Barack Obama has never explained, what exactly did you do as President of the United States to show your flexibility to Russia? Because just a few short months later, Barack Obama, Russia invaded our ally, Ukraine, and illegally seized land from Ukraine. Was this part of a deal that Barack Obama brokered? with Vladimir Putin, the, the, the so-called flexibility. We need to investigate it. When this incident happened, and in the months before the invasion of Crimea, which Democrats were in contact with the Russian government? We need to know, we need to know their names right now. They need to be investigated. We violated a treaty with the, with the Ukrainians. We didn't come to their aid when Russia invaded. Which Democrats were responsible for making sure that we didn't do this? Of course, the Obama administration. But who was in contact with Russia and the Democrats, the, the party in charge? Who? What were their names? We need to investigate this right now. When Barack Obama sent billions of your taxpayer dollars over to the number one state sponsor of terror, a client state of the Russians. I'm talking about Iran. How many Democrats were in contact with their Russian counterparts? How many Democrats were in contact with the Russian ambassador? How many Democrats were in contact with officials over in Russia? We know John Kerry was. We know John Kerry was having intimate meetings with the Russians on a Iran nuke deal. How much of the ransom money was negotiated by John Kerry, a Democrat, the former secretary of state? We need to know. I'm all, let's, you know what, Democrats, let's go. Claire McCaskill, we know, jumped on Twitter yesterday and lied her butt off. I've never been in contact with the Russians all 10 years on my committee, which her tweets say otherwise. What are the Democrats hiding? For eight years, when the Democrats ran the White House and the majority of Congress, for eight years, America retreated and allowed Vladimir Putin to run rampant as a criminal all over this planet. What deals were being brokered by Democrats? We need to know. We need to subpoena Barack Obama and get him before a committee. We need to subpoena every Democrat who has had contact with the Russians. You know why? Because the Democrats have set up this predicate. The Democrats have criminalized contact with the Russians. I agree. And they need to be held to the same standard that they are applying to the Trump administration. And we need to do it now. My advice to Donald Trump and his administration, let's go. Now, they didn't take my advice. And I think the Trump administration's uh, regretting it now. After they've just, kind of like Bush did, sat back and just took it and took it and took it and took it. Uh, probably there were some Republicans, maybe those who were advising from the RNC, oh, this will blow over. Oh, this will blow over. Oh, no, this is going to blow over. No, they should have been on offense from the very beginning. In, in my humble opinion. Uh, 888-933-93-888-900-3393. Coming up, we'll talk about... Uh, there's a law out there, folks, that's being proposed to deregulate silencers for guns. We'll talk about it with our buddies from U.S. Law Shield. Meantime, to White Plains, New York, we go. Hey, Rich, welcome back to the Salcedo Show. What's going on? 
Hey, Chris, how we doing? Oh, all right, I suppose. Chris, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to challenge you a little bit here. I'm going to tell you something that you may not particularly want to hear, but even though the Democrats are, are milking the Russia-Trump connection for every ounce of negativity possible, that's, that's not what sunk the most important issue on Trump's agenda, and that would be repealing Obamacare. And in my opinion... Trump's uh, ambiguity and lack of leadership, his inability to use the largest bully pulpit uh, to take a conservative position of repeal only and selling it is why the government, completely controlled by Republicans, couldn't do what they've been promising for seven years. All right. Well, I I think that there is some truth. I'm going to meet you halfway. There is some truth to that. (laughs) But uh, let me also remind you, as if you go to the Chris Salcedo Show Facebook page, you'll see a picture of Tennessee's Lamar Alexander, ladies and gentlemen. As the Washington Post reported today, this <clears throat> Republican, Senator Alexander, has pledged to work with Democrats, the same people who put us in this pickle, to save Obamacare. He wants to save Obamacare. And he's urging President Trump to continue Barack Obama's illegal payments to the traitorous insurance companies. So uh, lest we be tempted to to heap this all on Donald Trump's plate. We also have uh, uh, individuals that that deign to call themselves Republicans who are behaving as as leftists like uh, Senator Lamar Alexander. Well, Chris, if I could respond to that sure. uh, with a, with a saying, uh, the horse has left the barn. Um, you know, Trump has already revealed, you know, his what non-position on health care. So it's it's too late. I mean, some things can't be undone. He needed to do this from the beginning, okay? And and that might have whipped McConnell and Ryan right in line, and we would have gotten a repeal through right away. Now his you know his ambivalent you know nature on the issue is already known, so it's it's already too late. Well, I don't know that it's ambivalence. I just believe he's what he is doing is he's running the White House as if it were a business. He he lays out the big picture. And then he delegates to the Senate and to the House because they've got to write the damn bill, right? Um, and, and and then you, you you talk to other people talking about tax reform. You delegate to them and you delegate. So he's delegating the, the administration's priorities and like a good business owner, he expects it to get done, right? That's not, le- that's not leadership, man. He's well, got no, that, to that, that is that is that is a particular brand. That well, that is a particular brand of leadership that says. That says you you have people who are supposed to be your support staff and you delegate to them the authority. You have the vision. It is up to them to 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 do their job and do their work. But it doesn't work that way in government because you have a whole bunch of people inside of that Congress. And you know this, too, Rich, because we've talked about this before, that you've got a bunch of individuals in that Congress who are not leaders themselves. And they need to be driven and poked and prodded and and berated and beat over the head they're not leaders themselves so they can't they don't have a good work ethic either so they just they won't go to work themselves unless there's an absolute catastrophe facing the country and maybe not even then 888-900-3393 the chris salcedo show on the blaze radio network
This is the Chris Salcedo Show, only on the Blaze Radio Network. So the feds are looking to ease restrictions on on silencers and guns. Now, uh, there are some states like Illinois that completely ban silencers altogether. Now, you guys know me. I'm a I'm a pro Second Amendment guy. But when I heard about this effort, well, my first thought was uh, th- this is what's important right now. Number one. But then number two is like, well, what's what's the wisdom in this? I'm I'm, as I said, pro Second Amendment. And I believe that we have nothing to be ashamed of by carrying our guns or when we legitimately discharge our weapons. uh, For for those types of purposes uh, of self-defense or what have you. uh, For legitimate and legal purposes. So uh, I started to question, you know, why why are we? trying to ease the restrictions on silencers. Why do, not, not that I want to say why do we need them, but why, why, why is this a priority right now? And I am a gun owner and I am proficient in firing certain weapons, but I am not a so-called gun expert. That's where we go to Edwin Walker. He's a native Texan, earned his bachelor's in law degree at the University of Houston. He's a licensed attorney for 24 years, partner with Walker and Byington program attorneys for U.S. Law Shield and Texas Law Shield, a legal services company devoted to firearms law. Law practice concentrates on firearms, self-defense issues across the state of Texas and across our great land. Edwin, welcome back to the Chris Salcedo Show. Hey, Chris. It's always great to talk to you. So again, hearing the story, I said, eh, do wait, well, come on. I, I mean, what, 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 walk me off the ledge here. What, t- tell me I don't have any need to be concerned about deregulating silencers. Okay. All right. Sure. Uh, I just want to clarify, you know, one of these misconceptions out there is that the primary consumer of silencers are your international assassins and mafia hitmen. Um, <laughs> those are not the primary consumers of silencers. Uh, the primary consumers of silencers are basically uh, hunters and people who really, really like to shoot. And that's why the name of the law, as it's been proposed in Congress, is called the Hearing Protection Act. Because basically a silencer, a lot of people say that it's just simply a muffler for your gun. And that's what it does. Um, I'm sure that most of the, the folks out there, in fact, I would say 95% of Americans have no idea what a firearm sounds like shot through a silencer. And that's the common name. Uh, the preferable name, though, is suppressor because that's what it does. It doesn't, it doesn't silence the noise. It just simply suppresses it. And what it does is, uh, you know, it doesn't sound like in the movies. It doesn't make the real quiet pew, pew sound. Uh, <laughs> it doesn't sound like that at all. Uh, it just simply, it still sounds like a gunshot. It just, the suppressor just takes that, uh, takes that ear piercing crack away from it. Um, because it's, it's, it's commonly understood that the decibel level that will damage hearing is about 140 decibels, about 140 dB. And all gunshots, if they're not suppressed, are over 140 dB. So what a suppressor does is it takes that that high range, that, that ear-piercing decibel level, and brings it down from, you know, 150, 160, 170, and brings it down into, say, the 115 to 130 range. Now, when I head out to the gun range, I always have my ear protection on. So if I've got ear protection and I'm firing my weapon, either either hunting 
uh, you know, if it's in a life-saving situation, then, you know, one shot is not going to permanently damage my hearing. Uh, a lot of p- folks who are saying this is a bad idea say, you know, come on, there, there's ear protection that's used for recreational use of, of firearms as it stands today. Uh, why do we need to, to uh, stop restricting silencers? Because some will say that it's, it, it, it prevents the uh, police's ability to triangu- triangulate uh, sounds of gunshots when they're used for nefarious purposes. Well, I, I I don't think that there's any data out there that would support that because suppressors are not used in crimes. You know, they're currently, you know, they're, 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 they're and I don't want to feed into the opposition's argument, but they are currently regulated. Uh, there's no evidence that they are used in crimes to any great degree. Uh, and like I said, it doesn't, it doesn't eliminate the sound. It just simply takes the high crack off of it. And you're right. Ear, you know, ear protection is available. And I'm sure that there are many, many firearms uh, users, firearms enthusiasts that will continue to use ear protection. Um, you know, in fact, ear protection is always recommended. Even sometimes when you use a suppressor, ear protection is recommended. But these, you know, the the the, the person that's going to go spend five hundred, six hundred, seven hundred, sometimes a thousand dollars on a suppressor is going to be the type of person who uses it quite a bit. Um, you know, hunters and people who are more into competitive shooting or skeet shooting, um, they use, you know, ear protection now, but a lot of times it's cumbersome, it's hot. You know, certainly shooting out in the Texas heat with ear protection adds an unnecessary level of, you know, heat to your head. Right. Uh, and also, with regard to hunting, it's particularly important because, Whenever you're not firing the gun, you want to be able to hear the things around you. You know, hear perhaps if there's other hunters in the area, hear if there's, you know, if you can hear deer walking through the woods. And so your your sensory perception of hearing is very important up until the point that you shoot the rifle. So in the absence of a suppressor, you have to, you know, you can take off your ear protection, listen for, you know, whatever you're listening to to track game or what have you. Then as soon as you see one, you know, you have to reapply the hearing protection and then fire the weapon, and that may cause you to miss a shot. And so right. well, this has primarily been put out there as a as a uh, hearing protection. You know, it's a safety provision as well as uh, being a provision that benefits hunters. Edwin Walker is our guest right now, folks, with uh, U.S. Law Shield and Texas Law Shield. So uh, the, the pl- playing devil's advocate here, there, you cited a statistic that there's no evidence that silences are used in crimes. Uh, and, and the the pro regulation folks would say that's because it's regulated and people don't have access to them right now. What would you say to that? Correct. Well, that's what they yeah, I, that's what they would say. Um, however, I cannot silencers are bulky. Um, like I said, most people only have experience with seeing or hearing silencers through what they've seen in the movies. Uh, silencers are generally bulky. Uh, they, you know, you have to be, you really kind of have to develop an experience with shooting at them because they do uh, alter your aiming perspectives. Uh, you have to learn to keep the barrel up, things like that. It's just, it's they're not concealable. Um, and most criminals, the, one of the reasons that they favor handguns is because they're fully concealable. Right. You, you would be very, very hard pressed to try to conceal a handgun with a suppressor and. The, the fact of the matter is, is that your handgun itself has to be equipped to accept a suppressor. And so it's really, it, it is kind of a, it, we're, it would be. So you're thinking, you're thinking the cost, 
yeah, the cost and the practicality of this will regulate it on its own, but if folks want to use it for hunting purposes, uh, they should be allowed to do it without all the cumbersome restrictions that are in place right now. Correct. And right. I, I, I find it pretty far-fetched to think that somebody would hold up a liquor store with a handgun that was suppressed. Number one, like I said, it's, it makes it unconcealable. Number two, it's more expensive to obtain such a weapon. Uh, and number three, uh, there's no there's no practical purpose of it. Uh, you know, you can still hear a gunshot. It just takes the crack away. So uh, so it is really kind of hard to believe that a that your street level criminal will ever use any kind of suppressor or silencer. Yep. Um, and like I said, the the mafia assassins out there, they're just <laughs> I don't believe that there is a a, a large uh, class of people who engage in that occupation. I got you. Uh, and yeah, and folks, you know what? And to be honest, they're not following the law anyway, and they probably already have access to that kind of stuff anyway. Edwin Walker, everybody. Correct. He is with uh, U.S. Law Shield and Texas Law Shield. Appreciate the uh, expertise as always here on the Salcedo Show. Sure. No, it's always my pleasure to speak to you, Chris. Put a wrap on the show coming up next, folks, right here on The Blaze. Reminding America that limited constitutional government is cool. The Chris Salcedo Show. On The Blaze Radio Network. Listening to the Latino conservative Chris Salcedo on the Blaze Radio Network. Uh, we have an update on the Buttercups, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, the story comes out of Texas, Southern Methodist University. Now, since 9 11, the students there have placed in the middle of the campus an American flag on the green lawn in the center of the campus. And each one is to commemorate one of the lives lost in the terrorist attacks. The administration, we're told, responding to a complaint or complaints from a buttercup. Uh, They said that they are going to move the display so that no students would be triggered by the by the presence of all of these American flags. Now they have since taken out the language about triggering because we all know that's left-wing code for uh, political views I disagree with. In this case, America. And disrespect for the flag because, you know what, who was it? It was Guys, you have to help me with this, this name of that uh, that songstress, that singer that uh, banned the American flag from from her concerts because Donald Trump was president. Lana, is it Lana Del Rey? Is that her name? Anyway, so, and we had to remind the the young, ill-informed person, Lana Del Rey, that uh, that the president is not America. The president serves America. America is we the people. Anyway. So the Buttercups down at SMU, Southern Methodist University, and, and this is this is two-tiered. You had the complaining Buttercups, but then you had the liberal progressives, most likely from 
the baby boom generation, who gave into this crap. Who said, okay, don't want you to be, don't want you to be upset. And they caved in. They moved the display so that some folks who might be triggered uh, wouldn't have to see it. So, of course, we, are, we always want to remind all the, all the buttercups out there, what some of you guys call, who you call snowflakes, of uh, a business we're trying to get off the ground. Want to get away? Have those post-election blues got you down? Announcing a service just for you. Conservatives United presents the Buttercup Progressive Relocation Service. We specialize in facilitating liberals' exodus out of the United States so they can make good on their promise to leave in the wake of a Trump election win. We will send you to exotic destinations, countries that match your ideological persuasion. We have packages to Venezuela, Cuba, China, and Saudi Arabia. And if you act now, you can get our relocation special to the People's Republic of Iran. And there's great news. Because of Obama's nuke deal, we can offer you a 50% discount. You see, your tax dollars have already been paid to the number one state sponsor of terror. Operators are standing by. Call 1-800-I-LOVE-MAL. That's 1-800-I-LOVE-MAL. Our former IRS operators are waiting to take your call. The Buttercup Progressive Relocation Service. Try it now. No, really, try it now. Happy to provide the service, but oddly enough, all those libs who were claiming they were going to leave the United States, they I thought we were going to make a mint. I got to be honest with you. I thought that all the progressives would be piling out of this country, heading to all those other nations where their kind thrive. And <laughs> anyway, but that's uh, that's some love headed your way um, uh, for, for the buttercups out there on the college campuses all over this land. If it's Happening at Texas, at SMU, it's similar stuff probably happening in your neck of the woods. Did you guys know what it takes to be Deputy National Security Advisor? Deputy National Security Advisor. What do you think your degree ought to be in? History, maybe? Uh, uh World Cultural Studies. Uh, think about it for a second. What would your degree be in if you were going to be the, the Deputy National Security Advisor? Well, in the era of Obama, all it took was a degree in creative writing. <laughs> for Ben Rhodes to be the, the Deputy National Security Advisor. And the reason why he was brought in is he could, he could write good BS. He knew how to create narratives and, and, and write creative stories. Thus, he was the deputy national security advisor. It shows you how seriously the previous administration took national security, <laughs> which is not very. Anyway, this cat, the creative writer, is now the new target of Republicans investigating illegal unmasking of Trump administration officials. Circa is writing this. Our buddy Sarah Carter, former Obama White House National Security Advisor Ben Rhodes, is now emerging as a person of interest in the House Intelligence Committee's unmasking investigation. According to a letter sent Tuesday by the committee to the National Security Agency, the NSA, this adds Rhodes to a growing list of Obamaites 
and government officials who may have improperly, and I'll add the word illegally, unmasked Americans in communications intercepted overseas by NSA. And of course, their data should have been protected because they're Americans, but in the era of Obama, (laughs) Americans were the last consideration. Remember, everybody, a society's worth is not measured by how much power is seized by an out-of-control government, rather how much power is reserved for we the people. Have a grand day. Back tomorrow, right here on The Blaze. See you then. The Chris Salcedo Show, part of Generation Blaze, only on The Blaze Radio Network.